Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for returning. Laszlo Montgomery here with another Chinese saying. Today we examine an old idiom that's been popular for centuries and really serves as a great metaphor for certain situations. Let's look at this story and see why. Banman Nongfu even going character by character, this one has no apparent meaning. Ban, in this example, is just the given name of a person who the story is all about. Man is a door or gate. Nong is a character that means to play with or fool with or to do something. And a fool is an axe or a hatchet. Ban's door play with an axe. Let's not waste any time trying to figure out what this means. Unless you're familiar... With this story, it's damn near impossible to crack the code for the hidden meaning behind these four Chinese characters. This one concerns a man who lived during the Eastern Zhou Dynasty, either during the spring and autumn or warring states period. Not sure. But we're talking more than 2,000 years ago. And this gent's name was said to be Gongshu Ban, and he was born in the same warring state who gave us Confucius, the state of Lu in southwest Shandong, Gongshu was one of those two-character compound surnames. Never met any Gongshus in my life. Besides Ouyang, Sima, and Situ, this one, Gongshu, eh, not too common. After he moved to the state of Chu, centered around present-day Hubei, Gongshu Ban became known as Lu Ban. It was a different character, Ban, from what he was born with, but it was pronounced exactly the same. And they called him by the surname Lu because... Well, that's where he came from, Lu State. During his time living in Chu, living in the capital at Ying, right on the Yangtze River near present-day Jingzhou, he worked as a woodworker. Back in his time, Chu was constantly at war with its neighbors. Most of the state of Yue, located in present-day Zhejiang, Yue was always defeating Chu in battle, and Lu Ban was determined to reverse this trend by putting his skills to work for the government, creating all kinds of weapons of war that proved very effective in battle, both on land and on water. And he became respected throughout Chu for not only these machines and weapons he invented, but also for the bridges and government buildings he designed and built. Other woodworkers and craftsmen who were familiar with Lupan's work called him the Zhu Shi, or founder of his craft. This was an honorary title given to certain people who were respected for their virtuosity in their professions or for religious sects they led. He was truly revered in his day for his handiwork and for how much it had done for the land he called home, the state of Chu. 
and in the centuries that followed his passing, Luban was celebrated by others for his craftsmanship and the value he created for the state. The first one to give a nod to Luban was the Tang Dynasty poet Liu Zongyuan, who mentioned Luban in his preface to the singing and poems of Wang Bozhong. Ouyang Xiao as well. He alluded to Luban in one of his writings. Both literary masters Liu Zongyuan in the Tang and Ouyang Xiao in the Song acknowledge Luban's greatness at his craft and the ridiculousness of mediocrities who tried to compare themselves to him. Perhaps the best-known one involved a late Ming Dynasty scholar whose name was Major Huan, who one day went down to Anhui province to the town of Dangtu, not very far from the major city of Ma'anshan, where the tomb of Li Bai was located. It's still there today if you want to go pay your respects to one of the greatest poets in Chinese history. When Major Huan stood before Li Bai's tomb, there were many others there as well. And these people, paying their respects to Li Bai, wrote poems and pasted them on a wall in front of the tomb, which, like a lot of graves in China, was a small mound, like a little mini hill. It's said that at this location in Dangtu, one night Li Bai, who was known almost as much for his love of wine as his mastery of poetry, stood on the riverbank and stared at his reflection in the moonlight, and in his drunken attempt to embrace his image reflected in the water, he fell into the river and drowned. So Major Huan, upon seeing all these would-be poets leaving behind their poems at the tomb of this master, was inspired to write the words, Cai shi jiang bian, yi dui tu, li bai zhi ming, Gao Qian Gu, Lai Lai, Wang Wang, Yi Shou Shi, Lu Ban Man Qian, Nong Da Fu. And that translated to, Along the banks of this river, there is a mound of earth, meaning Levi's grave. Levi's name is eternal. People come and leave behind poems, but are like those handling an axe before Lu Ban's door. So he was comparing these mediocrities, leaving behind poems at the great poet's tomb, to someone showing off their skills with an axe before the front door of Luban's home. This is used to describe someone bragging about their particular skills in front of a true master of the art. There's another saying similar to this one that goes, Guan Gong Mian Qian Shua Da Dao To swing one's sword around in front of Guan Gong, Guan Gong, of course, the great hero from the Three Kingdoms, who was known for his skills swinging his giant sword, the so-called Green Dragon Crescent Blade. Once again, it's meant to describe someone showing off their swordsmanship in front of one of the greatest to ever wield a sword. So when you see someone bragging about how great they are at a certain skill in front of a real master, they are Banmen Nongfu. Banmen in front of Lu Ban's door. They nongfu show off their skills with an axe. A novice showing off in front of an expert. And just like the Chengyu introduced in season two, Lan Yu Chong Shu to describe someone of no talent, you can also use Banmen nongfu in a self-deprecating way when you're masterful at something and others around you are singing your praises. Eh, with a wave of your hand, you could say you're only Banmen nongfu, a novice performing in front of a master. You modestly proclaim that you dare not perform in front of real experts. 
If you're presenting your work to others for comment, you could also say, Ugh, bon men non fool. I'm just like someone showing off in front of real experts. So you can use this one to deride someone showing off in front of their betters, or to show modesty and downplaying your mastery of something. So keep that one handy for one day when you want to put someone in their place for bragging or showing off in front of anyone that's better than them at what they're bragging about. You know, like someone chatting with Paul McCartney about their great songwriting skills. But remember, you could also use it to act modestly by downplaying your own particular skills. Anyway, let's just leave it at that. Laszlo Montgomery once again signing off from L.A., California, recommending you find 10 minutes in your busy schedule to join me next time for another useful Chengyu here at the Chinese Sayings Podcast.